0: Hey, welcome to the Forward by Faith broadcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the way into the sanctuary because we believe that the Lord has a word for us. Come on in and let's see what God has for us. Not looking back. I pass into a higher place no longer way. To <laughs> And because he's awesome, let everything, come on, let everything that has breath play This Sunday morning to honor you, to praise you, to glorify your most holy, righteous name, to thank you that in the in between moments, in the struggling moments, in the moments we felt like giving up that you showed your awesome power on our behalf come Holy Spirit come Heavenly Dove with all thy quickening power we offer ourselves to you in this moment crucify our flesh Resurrect our spirits, that we might hear what thus saith the Lord, and we might be kingdom citizens in this world that's sometimes gone cold. We ask it all in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless God on this morning. Hallelujah! what a what a joy it is to be here at New Faith once again, uh, to be at one of uh, my church homes. Uh, and I want you to just be seated for a moment uh, while I say some some greetings, thanking uh, Miss Marlene and Miss Pauline and uh, Rev. Powell and uh, all of the security. Come on and bless. God, for the choir and the praise team, hallelujah. Come on, let's bless God for them on this, the Lord's Day. Uh, Greeting to mom and dad, Felder, if you're watching now. Um, Many of you, uh, this isn't your first time hearing me, and you know uh, that, that your pastor and I are family. So I bless God for uh, Mom and Dad Felder this morning. Uh, to uh, my cousins that I believe are watching Gloria and Lucille Tavern who live uh, in, in uh, Hazelcrest. Uh, my father was always so proud of them. He would tell uh, folk uh, that they grew up uh, in a two or three home, two or three room house in Jackson, Mississippi on an alley. And they are both Ivy League college graduates. So uh, thank you uh, to my cousins who set an example for me of excellence. Uh, To my big cousin, Dr. Henry Moore, you hear Hank? He's usually over here somewhere if he's here. Uh, But another who has been a role model to me. Uh, Thank you to my home church, Greater Southern Baptist Church, for uh, having one of our ministers in place, Reverend Delta Salisbury, to stand for me this morning. Uh, and then I want you all to know that I didn't uh, didn't come to new faith uh, this morning alone, uh, but sitting right over here is my girlfriend and my wife of 15 years. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who I love dearly. Amen. I'm so thankful that my wife Rose uh, is with me on this morning. Uh, And um, if I forgot anybody here at New Faith, please uh, charge it uh, to my head and not my heart. Uh, And then uh, to your shepherd. Um, Yeah, praise God. Praise God. And um, thank you for somebody shouting just then because Your shout in that moment uh, helped me not uh, to begin to cry uh, because uh, your shepherd is my brother who I love as I love life itself. Uh, We have been through uh, about 45 years of friendship, fellowship, uh, walking together with each other. Uh, You know, we... We, we laugh now as we're getting just a little more seasoned, if you will, uh, about the fact that sometimes we tell each other stories that we know we've told each other a whole lot of times, but yet we hold down and just just listen and laugh like we never heard the story before. But I'm here to share the good news of Jesus Christ this morning, amen? Come on and bless the Lord for the word of God this morning. And so I'm going to just read a portion of what was already shared with you. Uh, It was shared from the fifth verse, but I'm just going to read the ninth uh, through the 11th verses of Romans, the eighth chapter, which read, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, Then even your body is subject to death because of sin. The spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit, because of his spirit that lives in you. And I want you to pray with me for a moment on the sermon subject, O Freedom. O freedom, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the collective meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. We gathered together on this morning. uh, Uh, During at the intersection of Black History Month and also the first Sunday uh, of Lent. The latter calls for us to concentrate, to sacrifice, and focus on the liberating Christ who offers us spiritual freedom from our bondage. The former celebrates our accomplishments in a land that put us in bondage. Perhaps this is what caused James Weldon Johnson to write God of our weary years and God of our silent tears. God who has brought us thus far on the way, but God who by thy might led us into the light. Keep us forever on the path, we pray. Our ancestors that arrived on these shores were not slaves. Let me say that again because some of us don't understand that. Our ancestors who arrived on these shores were not slaves. They were forced into slavery. Those taken from Africa had participated in developing some of mankind's greatest accomplishments and civilizations. The ancient empires of Songhai with the great library at Timbuktu in its teaching in mathematics, astronomy, and philosophy were world-renowned. The great wealth of the Mali empire because of its enormous gold reserves and the benign empire known for its master craftsmen and artisans Yet these brilliant, gifted men and women were stripped of their freedom and brought here as human chattel. Our ancestors were totally owned by their masters and subjected to the most brutal conditions. We were placed on auction blocks. Our women were raped and given the responsibility of nursing children that were not their own. Our men were never allowed to look up, but always to look down. Our names were taken along with our language and our culture. They were abused, beaten, and whipped almost to the point of death. Yet there was always a desire to be free. Oh, freedom, oh, freedom, oh, freedom over me. Before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my God to be free. This spiritual came into existence sometimes after the emancipation, but speaks to the yearning of those that built America. Perhaps this is the inspiration for Killmonger, the antagonist in Wakanda Forever when he says, just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew that death was better than bondage. So it should be the longing of every believer that they are singing in their heart this morning, in your spirit, right now you're crying out oh freedom, before I'll be a slave. The issue here is not of physical bondage, but that I will no longer be a slave to spiritual bondage. The issue of spirit being a spiritual slave, Paul introduced in the sixth chapter of Romans, where he says we should no longer be slaves to sin, which is bondage, but we ought to be slaves to righteousness. God's offering to us is freedom through Jesus Christ. This offering is made in verses 5 through 9, which were read earlier. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the Spirit cannot please God. And so we're here this morning because we want to please God. We want to honor God. We want to glorify God. We don't want to be captive and struggling based on the attitudes of this world. God's offering to us is freedom through Jesus Christ. As an example of life in the flesh is evidence in the Bible in the Exodus by some who believed that their life in Egypt was better than wandering in the Sinai wilderness. They preferred bondage. I imagine that some of those who had been freed they talked about, oh, how good it was. This is what they said, but if we were to put it in modern parlance, how good it was when we were back in Egypt and we had all of the collard greens and sweet potatoes and fried chicken that we wanted to. They preferred that they could have stayed back there in bondage than to uh, uh, be in the wilderness where they had a God who provided for them. They preferred bondage. This is reacting to one's appetites and urges and this is part of what we are trying to do in the Lenten season because I once heard somebody say that if you can't turn down your plate for just a minute if you can't turn down your plate for just a few days then your appetites and urges can't resist the things of the enemy so you got to be able to say no to some things of the flesh and able to be able to say yes to the things of God. So we turn down our plates. We decide to get off of social media. We decide to walk away from the things of the world so that we might be able to concentrate on the things of God. It is a life... Uh, of the flesh is a life of taking care of me and mine. It is a life where I want my 15 minutes of fame. This is part of the allure of social media. Look at me at the latest restaurant. Look at me at the latest important event. Look at me standing next to important people. And so we are more concerned, in some cases, with me and me and me and more of me: money, pleasure, fame, and notoriety of life of selfishness as opposed to a life of service. The issue with the life of self is that eventually a life of self brings spiritual death. That is separation from God as we concentrate on self. The life of self is actually hostile to God. It's a conflation of conflict Continual chaos and self gratification the mind governed by the flesh is Hostile to God it cannot submit to God's law nor can it do so those who remain in the realm of the flesh Cannot please God But we're here today because we don't want to be a slave We're here because we want to walk away from the things of the flesh we're here today because we want freedom. Someone might ask the question, well, what's wrong with money and enjoying life? And I would say there's nothing wrong with enjoying life. God wants you to enjoy life. But when we put the when we begin to major in minor as opposed to majoring in major. When our single when when, when well when it is our single singular priority, it leads to death. Not physical death, but spiritual death. We become the walking dead. We become like those who who look like they got everything together. And if anybody has seen the the movie American Fiction, anybody seen American Fiction? Just wave your hand. If you haven't, you ought to go see it because there you see those individuals who have all of the trappings, all of the looks. They got a, a place on Cape Cod, they got the car, they got the money doctor 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 acclaim writer they got everything that folk would think that they would want out of life but yet they are in a family of dysfunction they are in a family that has lived out of flesh they are in a family that got worse problems than folk that ain't got no money See, when we begin to think that money and things can can cure our ills and our issues, then we really are just spiritually dead. When we're spiritually dead, then even though we might be able to dress up, we're still experiencing worry and anxiety and emptiness. Uh, The symptoms express themselves through jealousy, strife, envy, resentment, loneliness, and despair. Someone might ask, is this possible for a Christian? I say no, because that is an oxymoron. But it is, yes, for those who are just members of the church. See, you can be a member of the church and be uncommitted in your relationship with God. The old saints would call that a believer by form and by fashion. It means that simply I I get to tell everybody that I belong to the church. I get to come here on Sunday morning, but then the rest of the week, I go back to being a slave. I've got a slave master that's really guiding and directing my life. But see, somebody needs to decide today, for God I live and for God I die. Somebody needs to say today that I realize that everything I got could be gone, but the one thing that if I'm a committed believer to Jesus Christ is that I always got God on my side, and help me somebody, if I got God on my side, it doesn't matter who lines up against me, if I got God on my side, that's what the praise team was singing about. In all the in-between moments, in all the difficult moments, when I'm committed to God then I know that God's got my back I know I'm never alone no never alone because God walks with me even in the valley of the shadow of death he is with me so somebody needs to decide no matter no matter how well dressed I am no matter whether or not you're going outside to jump into a Tesla, no matter, no matter which which suburb you live in, that I'm not going to let those things dominate and dictate my life. Otherwise, I'm simply a slave. See, really, those who are uncommitted to the Lord, they simply are making They're hedging their bets on both sides. Those who are uncommitted to the Lord. And my wife said, don't, don't say this because I told her I was going to work her in, in, but let me, any insurance agents out there, wave your hand. Anybody in insurance, my wife runs her own insurance agency. See, see, here's the thing that uncommitted folk in Christ are really doing. They're just hedging their bets. They're just taking out fire insurance. That that, that just in case there is a hereafter, in case there is a judgment day, then then I want to be able to say to, to, to God that I was in the church house, that I was at new faith. But we've got to decide that no, this thing is more than just hedging my bet. It's more than just taking out an insurance policy. We know in the previous chapter, Paul makes clear that the enemy is always present. Why? Because he says when I would do good, what? Come on and help me somebody. When I would do good, evil is always present. See, what happened even after slavery is that that there were those who went and wreaked Captured those that were free. Let somebody that I'll speak to somebody. See, Satan don't leave you alone just because you decided that you say you with God. Satan is always looking to see can he recapture you and drive you and drag you right back into the slavery that you were in. No, you got to learn to pray without ceasing. You got to learn to study, to show yourself approved, a workman or a workwoman that needs not be ashamed. You gotta be somebody that can rightly divide the word of truth, but first for yourself, then for your spouse, then for your family, then for your cousin, then for all the rest of them, then for your neighbors, then for other folk that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I saw a meme recently that said the following. This meme said that marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your heart, obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your heart, being in debt is hard, being fiscally dis- disciplined is hard, choose your heart. You see, life is never easy, but you got to choose what your heart is going to be. And now, what I just came by to tell you today is that when you choose the hard life of being a disciple of Jesus Christ, then God says, I'm with you. When you decide that I'm going to walk with the Lord in the light of his word, he's ready and willing to assist us with our hard choice. We can't sit on the fence because if we do, then what Paul says here, for those who choose God, then it says that God's spirit is living in us. We won't be perfect, but God will come and aid us in the midst of life. One of the things that any preacher is always looking for when you get up to preach a sermon is you're like, God, give me a sign. Give me a revelation. Give me something that helps me to know that I'm on track with the word that you gave me to share with your people. And so When when the brother who was leading the song talked about he's the God that's in between with you. He's in between Alpha and Omega. He's in between life and death. He's in between sickness and health. That same God, he He's there with you, he's walking with you. He realized that that the way onto salvation is a straight and a narrow road, but the way onto destruction is a wide and a broad road. And he understands that our enemy is always trying to get us off on the wide and the broad road. But when you ask God to help you, he'll keep you on the straight and the narrow road. And when you desire to be on the straight, narrow road, then God's spirit will walk with you. My mama's favorite song, she would sing, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still fresh on the roses, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. See, if you ask God to, when you're tempted by uh, temptation, when you're tempted to do what doesn't please God, then he'll walk with you, and he'll talk with you along life's narrow way. God will give you direction. God will be there right in the missed we won't be perfect but he'll aid us in the middle of life we are not controlled by the flesh when we make our lives available to god If Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Lord, I want to be, anybody remember that old song? Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. It's then not what you say, but what you do. You see, you can't be a Christian in the sanctuary and then be a hell raised after the benediction. No, that means I'm simply an actor on the stage when we were in Athens a couple of years ago and we went to the Parthenon, it was there that I found out that the etymology of the word hypocrite simply means an actor on the stage. No, I want to be a believer in here, and I want to be a believer when I walk out there. I'm not going to let the enemy defeat me and keep me from glorifying God. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, it doesn't mean that you will be sinless. Only Jesus was sinless, but when you walk with God, it means that you will sin less. Yeah, you'll sin. Less, As a matter of fact, sin begins to even become uncomfortable to you. Sin begins to have a bad taste in your mouth. Sin is something that you simply say, I don't even want that. I don't even like that. I don't even like being around it. You'll start walking away from folk that choose to continue to live. See if Christ is in you that even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Because I want to walk right. I want to talk right. I want to act right. I want to be pleasing to God. I want to be found in Him. Then the Spirit has room in your life. And then the Spirit will begin to direct you and to lead you. The Spirit spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life in your mortal body. In my mortal body, I will say yes, Lord, yes to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey. When the spirit speaks to me, my whole heart will agree, and my answer will be, yes, Lord, yes. Like my ancestors, somebody today is saying, before I'll be a spiritual slave, I'll be buried in my grave. I'm not going to let the enemy win. I'm not going to let Satan defeat me. I'm not going to let him have his way, because the spirit of the one that brought Jesus up from the grave is living on the inside of me. Oh, freedom over me, freedom to walk right, freedom to talk right, freedom to live right, freedom to live at peace with God and harmony with God. How do I get there? Look at the last verse. The spirit of him raised Jesus from the dead. It's living in you. It's active in you. Right now, somebody wants to praise God. Don't let the enemy make you think, I'm not going to praise my God. No, I want to praise him because I was made to praise him. I was made to honor him. I was made to glory him. That is what the old saints would say. The old saints would say it like this. They would say that the spirit quickens. There's some stuff I like that the old folks said. The spirit will quicken. The spirit will move in you. Somebody's got to say right now, my flesh is dead. I hear Paul saying, I ought for myself that my flesh might be crucified. Come Lord Jesus, come with all your quickening power. Somebody say, I need a quickening in my spirit right now. God, I need you to come and take over. A quickening will happen. An earthquake will happen. A resurrection will happen. New life will happen. Salvation will happen. So at that moment when the enemy declares that you are dead, you say, oh, freedom. Tell Satan, I ain't going out like that. Let him know my Savior died for me. Let him to temptation for all yielding is sin. Uh, each victory will help you. Some other to win. Fight manfully on with dark passion. Subdue. Look ever to Jesus and he will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort strengthen and keep you. He's willing to aid You through. Oh, freedom. I want freedom to love my enemies. I want freedom to live right. I want freedom to have joy. freedom to have peace. I want freedom to have patience. I want freedom to have kindness. I want freedom to have goodness. I want freedom to have faithfulness. I want freedom to have self control. Somebody today you walked in you walked in tied up twisted up. Say I want freedom. Somebody came in today confused and chaotic. Say I want freedom. You came in disturbed and disappointed. You came in dejected and deflated. Say, I want freedom. You came in bound up and beat up. Say, I want freedom. from sin, freedom to be over a defeated foe, freedom to live in the newness of life, freedom to walk in the newness of life, because he hauled me out of darkness and into the marvelous life. I've got freedom to be a king. you have the victory in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Now, come on, that same quickening spirit that I just talked about, I want you to stand in on your feet right now. And I want somebody that came in Today, bound up and beaten up. I believe somebody who came in, tied up and twisted up. I want you to hear, you hear it in your spirit right now. Oh, freedom. God is telling you to come on and give your life to Jesus Christ. Come on and run down here to this altar right now. God died, sent his son to die so that you might have life and life more abundantly. God has... Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast of New Faith Baptist Church International. If this message has been a blessing to your life, we ask that you please partner with us by sowing a seed of faith so we can continue to extend the body of Christ. Join us as we continue to move forward by faith.